For over 70 years, Hercules Tires has been empowering more drivers to ride on the strength of a brand that delivers the performance they demand, the choices they desire, and the affordability they deserve. Plus, the company's comprehensive warranty, called the Hercules Performance Promise Plan, ensures peace of mind to match performance. And now, they're putting a little bread behind the tread. With a prepaid MasterCard for up to $70 on qualifying purchases from April 1st through May 15th. Visit HerculesTires.com slash MeatEater to learn more and find what moves you. Montgomery County, Maryland is where businesses go to be next. Home to a highly skilled, diverse workforce, a thriving business community, competitive incentives, and more. MoCo will help transform your business. Visit BeNext.ThinkMoCo.com to see how we can help you be next. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you for joining me. As you know, here at BBR, we look into the phenomena ordinary people are faced with every day. We try to help them share their experience amongst friends and people who will understand how they feel. The cases that come in range from cryptid or paranormal creatures, unknown humanoids, all the way through to UFO and abduction events. We deal with the paranormal, supernatural or otherworldly subjects. We investigate missing time events, animal mutilations, strange or mysterious disappearances. Over the years, we've taken thousands of sighting accounts and witness interviews. For each witness, the event is a personal experience that they are often sharing for the first time outside of the small circle of friends. For others, it's still a well-kept secret being shared for the first time. Viewing a spirit or a ghost is not seen as unusual by modern-day society. But seeing something not known to science can hinder the progress of anyone trying to come to terms with a singular event or a lifetime of experiences. Tonight you will hear from people who were shadowed by an unseen being, something unnamed while out in the woods. These people are not alone in their experience. Events exactly like this happen all across the UK and worldwide. These reports are just a selection of events that have happened, that have come in and been reported. The River Ouse and the secrets it holds, shadowed by an unseen and sheep taken by an unknown predator. As most of our regular readers and listeners will know, the rivers that flow in the UK have a number of strange experiences in the towns and villages along them. These include all kinds of impossible events and extraordinary circumstances like paranormal reports, cryptid UFO events, and the River Ouse is no exception. The Little Ouse and the Great Ouse are connected, and they're enjoyed by thousands of leisure seekers. A number of years ago, I received a report from a wild camper who experienced a really strange night camping along the Ouse, and then quite recently came in a report from a lady named Sarah, who also had a strange experience when staying overnight at the Matchstick Camp, which is situated right on the banks of the river and it's in a wild and beautiful area. I'll share Sarah's experience with you and also we can look at some of the other reports that have taken place. The images you see, the nature images, were provided by Sarah and I've used them with her permission. The black shook ones, obviously, have been taken from Google Free Images. Sarah and her partner live my dream life. They travel and live in a converted van. 
which enables them a vast amount of freedom. And they have travelled to some of nature's gems here in the UK. As van living or weekending is becoming very popular here, I feel that there will be other people who will see or experience something strange whilst parked up in our national parks or our green spaces. So many creatures, ghosts and UFOs are seen by drivers on the road. Imagine living in a place with no light sources out in the wilds of Snowdonia or on an icy gravel road in the Highlands. All those things I would love to do. But knowing what I know, I will view the woodlands, mountain ranges, valleys and moorlands in a different way to your average Brit. I think it's the same for Sarah too. When you experience something you can't explain, it's not easy to put it to the back of your mind or forget it. Here's Sarah's report in her own words. Hi Deborah, I finally decided to contact you with a couple of accounts, one of which I know you'll find interesting. The first strange event that happened happened at Matchstick Wood, which is a free wild camping site on the outskirts of Bedford, just off a tributary to the Great Ouse. The site consists of a number of named clearings set amongst predominantly ash woodland and there's a covered pallet area by each clearing for stacking and storing firewood, as well as a couple of composting toilets near each section. In August of 2018, myself and my husband and our friend had kayaked all day, starting at Bromham Mill, the other side of Bedford Town, and in May Camp, we had hammocks and tarps, just as it was getting dark and beginning to rain. There was no one else using the campsite, so we had our choice of all of the clearings. We had our dinner, and a friend and his two kids visited later in the evening, bringing plenty of very welcome marshmallows to toast on our fire. And they went home after enjoying a couple of hours of the camping experience. They were all a little spooked by the darkness around. There's no lighting out there. But then they're not particularly used to country life or camping like we are. Whilst guiding them in and out of the woodland, my husband noticed a surprising amount of eye shine from the trees around picking up in the light of his torch. He said he saw at least one small cat and put the rest down to being likely deer. We thought it was pretty cool as we're keen on wildlife and nature. Myself and my husband had spent quite a bit of time out and about, including wild camping on Dartmoor. I grew up in the countryside, tending our horses in the blackest of nights and very rarely use a torch if I need to pop outside at night. I've often been asked if I get scared when I'm out in the wilderness and I can honestly say that the dark has never been an issue for me. That's where this trip became a peculiar experience. While okay earlier on, I got the heaviest sinking feeling of dread when I left the fire for the last time before we went to bed down, sometime around midnight. As I picked my way along the dark pathway between the camps to choose a toilet to use, I got that familiar prickling sensation like I was being watched by someone and that I was in danger though I heard nothing. I should add that in the past, I've relied on my intuition to get me out of more than one potential assault scenario. Getting the urge to leave a place and then being approached by suspicious men with suspicious reasons for being there. 
I think most women, unfortunately, have a story like that in their experience. I suddenly realised just how isolated I was. I was away from any protection the guys could give me and I got really spooked. Despite being a strong woman and well-trained in self-defence, I just didn't feel right. The thought crossed my mind that if anything sinister had been watching us that night, this was their moment to strike and it just felt like I'd made a very grave mistake. I tried my hardest to calm my nerves, telling myself I was just a silly thought, but I stayed on high alert all the time. I was scanning the trees systematically back and forth the entire time with my head torch on. Whilst I relieved myself, I never took my eyes off the trees. I was fully expecting to see something or someone sneaking up on me. I considered calling out to my husband and our friend, but I also worried that making noise could force whoever it was to make a move or the sound could mask their approach, so I stayed silent. As soon as I finished, I started walking back. Well, crashing back through the undergrowth before even properly pulling up my trousers. I was that eager to get out of there. Because it was late, we'd allowed the fire to die right down, which meant that for a few sickening seconds, I couldn't see any light from the fire or a straight route back to our clearing. Finally, I recognised a path and found my way back to safety. The guys were amused because they'd seen my torchlight zigzagging all over the place through the trees and knew I'd got lost. I left it off, although I did admit that I'd gotten myself a bit creeped out and we all wriggled into our individual sleeping bags and hammocks, swaying ourselves to sleep to the gentle tap of the rain on our tarps. In the morning, our friend and my husband reported hearing what they assumed to be a deer walk really close to their tarps during the night, which they agreed was a bit creeper, had they not figured it to be a harmless deer, which in all likelihood it probably was. We busied ourselves making breakfast and relaxed until the afternoon, packing camp up at a leisurely pace before relaunching our kayaks to paddle the short distance to the Danish camp, which is a local riverside cafe, where we'd left our vehicle. Since nothing of note really happened, I put the previous night out of my mind until hearing other people's stories of that being watched sensation, as well as reading some disturbing news of slaughtered livestock from very close to that section of the river. I saved a Facebook post um, from September and the report had the following. My wife, Teresa Young, who is from Great Barford, last night lost nine prime lambs to some vile individual who thought it appropriate to slaughter and butcher them in the field they grazed in. This is between Great Barford and Willington. This is the second time this year we've been targeted with devastating consequences. Please share and be vigilant. We've just been informed that a similar incident happened last night also in the area between Wellingborough on Wollaston. Also, 11 lambs are still missing after being taken from between Wellington and Wollaston. Wollaston Lake, someone wrote, the little field on the cycle route just after the bridge as you go through. Do you mean there? 
is that the same one that it happened in before? And someone answers, yes, it's the same one, just a different feel. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Another person commented, A friend lost a couple of pet goats in the same way near to the Danish camp in Willington. After all I've read and heard, I have to wonder if the cases really are incidents of people with butcher knives poaching free meat or something else entirely. Sarah added, The annoying thing is I'll never know if that night was just my mind playing tricks on me or if there really was some sinister threat to my life, human or otherwise. Another afterthought I've had after hearing some interesting Bigfoot dogman stories, is that the entire time I was scanning the trees around me, I never once thought to look up. I dread think what might have been right there, above me, if I'd done so. She said, no, the campsite itself is picked clean of fallen wood since it's high demand for the fires. But on the other side of the main woodland pathway... There's a gloomy area of dense pine plantation, which on investigating the day before, in preparation for our stay, it had lots of branches stacked like teepee shelters. I'd always figured it was where kids had been playing at bushcraft, but I would like another look after reading about Bigfoot structures. The woodland makes for an ideal spot to stay if you were following the course of the river. And Sarah went on to say, the second event happened to my husband and it involved something unseen crashing through the woods which seemed to follow him. It happened last year in 2019 on a trip to North Wales. We parked for the night in our van, which is our full-time home. We stopped in a forestry plantation car park high up on a remote mountain. I think the closest town or village was Clanderfell as it was just starting to get dark. My husband decided to take his folding shovel on a short walk to answer a call of nature. Once he'd done his business, he had a little explore of the trails around the car park, which he would normally do, and he was jogging, which is normal for him as well. He'd gone only about 100 metres or so in when he became aware of something crashing through the thick undergrowth off to one side of him. At first, he thought it was a weird trick of echo, as when he stopped, so did the noise. He stamped heavily several times to test the sound, and he didn't hear anything bounce back. When he started jogging back towards the van, the noise started up again. The noisemaker was out of sight, but close by, and they were keeping perfectly in pace with him 
He was a little confused and unnerved by this, as we're used to encountering deer, etc. But they always run away and they never follow alongside us. This was out of the ordinary for any native animal. I don't know how he was able to keep his cool, but he did. He just stated that since running seemed to set it off, he decided to slow down and walk back to the van instead. And clearly that was a good decision, as he returned to tell the tale. I was preparing dinner when he got back, and he asked me jokingly if I'd brought us to another bloody dogman place again, which he doesn't quite buy into the stories or, you know, perhaps really wants to know about the things that I like. He's heard enough, and comically we've visited a lot of places in the past, only to late to hear terrifying accounts from the area we'd stayed in. So I just laughed and replied, oh, they're everywhere. Before I saw his expression and I said, wait, what? Why? And he told me what had just happened. I was tempted to go outside and try some whooping or wood knocking, etc. to see if we'd get a response. But I'd make a chicken out because I didn't want to deal with the consequences of getting an answer. We decided to stay the night since, despite the creepy experience beyond the car park, the spot itself didn't seem to have any negative vibes. Plus, it had taken a while to find a suitable camping spot. And in all, we just went on to enjoy a very pleasant holiday. Regards, Sarah. Now, we've heard this shadowing style before from many other witnesses. Sometimes you can hear it as you walk. It stops when you stop and it walks when you walk. It keeps up with you as you move along the path. But this does it through the thick brush and undergrowth. An unseen stalker, easily keeping pace with you. Using the woodlands along the river course to conceal and hide itself. A very rare few humans have the dubious pleasure of meeting them. Now, we don't have to follow the river's course far before we see our next report. Invisible monkeys. You could see the tree moving, but not what was moving it. Andy is a driver who drives the roads of the UK. On a number of deliveries, he saw something impossible that he couldn't explain. He likened it to the predator mover. Andy saw something moving up the trunk of a tree, but whenever he saw, it seemed to cloak itself in some way. After the first event, he repeated the journey in the hopes of finding an explanation, and on a number of occasions he saw it again. Seeing a creature can be terrifying and a confusing event. Seeing something in stealth mode moving through the trees is impossible to describe. How do you put into words the prismatic thing before your eyes? It looks like it's reflecting the light or mirroring its surroundings in some way. As Andy was driving to work early one morning, he saw what he described as a movement of energy, something similar to the invisible predator in the film. A swirling, moving enigma. Andy did a double take. He looked again and they were still there. They went up the tree like invisible monkeys. And those are his words, not mine. The next day, Andy took the same route to make sure the event and the moving figures he saw was not a reflection or a trick of the light. But it wasn't. There was no reflection or anything he could have confused with them at all.
Puzzled and none the wiser, Andy drove on. A few mornings later, he saw the same prismatic energy moving back up the same tree. One other point to note is that Andy lived in a rural area and one morning when he was getting dressed, both he and his girlfriend heard a deep, heavy breathing right up close to their bedroom window. Now, I cannot talk about the use without mentioning Thetford Forest and the many strange reports that come from there. The Thetford walking bear, the Thetford baboon, the hairy upright thing, to name a few. The next reports took place very close to the river and they are within the forest itself. I was being shadowed by something I could not see. A gentleman contacted me on YouTube after seeing an earlier video I'd made about the strange clusters of accounts in the Thetford Forest area. He watched the video and he was reminded of something similar that happened to him in the same area as the earlier accounts that could possibly be connected. I live in Thetford Forest, very near to the other Thetford sightings, and I've seen some rather strange things whilst out walking in the woods there. Once, a few years ago, I was out walking and I had the feeling that I was not alone and that I was being stalked and I couldn't shake it. I felt that wherever it was, it was keeping up with me and watching me from in the bushes. It could see me, but I could not see it. I realised that in the high shrubs and grass, something was moving alongside me and keeping up step for step. No matter how hard I looked, I could not see or make out what it was. The bracken and underbrush had grown so high that year due to the heavy rainfall in the spring that whatever was moving alongside me was completely shrouded. The scrub and brush was around chest height and something quite large was moving through it. It was close by to me and making pace without too much trouble. It was keeping pace with me on the path as I walked. It kept stopping when I did, and then as I began walking again, I'd hear it walking again. It did the same exact thing I did, and I could hear it following me. Now I know of many animals in the area, but I don't know what this could have been, as it didn't hide or move off like most animals would. This is not the behaviour of a deer. They would turn tail and run if they were spotted. In fact, most times they move off before you even notice them. I'm used to being out here, and it wasn't anything like that. It felt like whatever it was, it knew I was there, and it didn't care for it. It paced out my steps with me as I walked along, moving me away from the area. It was more than unnerving. Luckily, I was near my home and I legged it out of there as fast as I could. I kept looking back to see if whatever it was would emerge from the tree line, but thankfully, it didn't. The figure crossing the lane. I live quite close to Thetford Forest and have, over a number of years, had a couple of strange experiences while out in the forest itself and I wanted to share them with you. My first experience, or the first thing that happened to me, happened when I stayed outdoors overnight by the river Little Loose with a friend. We canoed upstream from Stanton Downham until we reached the Weir and River Gauging Station. 
We drifted back downstream a little to a suitable location to pull the canoe out of the water and we wanted an area with suitable trees to set up the hammocks for the night. We walked until we were far, far off the beaten track and decided we'd set up camp for the night in the spot we'd found. It was about 2am when we settled in to our hammocks to get some sleep. Nothing was moving, everything was quiet for a while, until we both heard a slow and deliberate movement that approached us. We both asked each other at the same time, Is that you? And we both answered, No, I thought it was you. We remained silent and the sound of footsteps circled us before slowly walking away from our direction. Whatever it was, it would pause if we made any kind of noise and then start up again if we were quiet. In the first light, we could clearly see the trampled down tall grass and the root, whatever it was, took around us before returning to continue with its walk along the river bank. There is no path along the river where we stayed, only tall grass and very vicious stinging nettles that could sting through your jeans. It was all really strange. Someone had walked up to camp and walked slowly around the hammocks with enough noise that we could hear them and then off again along the river. As we paddled back in the morning, we went over what we'd seen and we... what we'd seen, what we'd heard, we were discussing it and trying to work it out. What was it? Who was it? Who could it have been? It could have been a person, I suppose, but I find it strange that they'd be walking along an overgrown riverbank in the dead of night, no torch or light to guide them, he said. How did they manage not to trip over and fall in the river? or not react to being stung by the nettles. The only thing we could think of was it had to walk upright on two legs. This is based on the sound of the footsteps and the tracks in the long grass and nettles. Plus I have good night vision, and we were very aware of our surroundings. I don't think either of us wanted to say exactly what we thought it could have been, in case it put either of us off bushcrafting in the forest. Neither of us felt scared or unsettled at any time while whatever it was investigated our camp. And then the second account happened on Sunday morning, 25th of June 2017. I got up early and I decided to take my dog for a good long walk through the forest. I parked my car down a forest track that has the right of way with vehicles are permitted. We set off as normal, birds were singing, cool air with the warmth of the sun. My dog normally walks about two or three metres out in front when she's off the lead. She does seem to think that all creatures in the forest are potential play friends. She's also friendly to, you know, other people and dogs. She'll bark and yap excitedly to engage the dog in a chase me game. I'd like to think I know her barks and their meanings quite well by now. The walk went well, nothing out of the ordinary. We go by a potential overnight bushcraft location and I see a woven willow hazel screen that's been erected at a spot that overlooks the railway line and the Little Loose River. The screen had about four rectangular apertures at various heights, as if for binoculars to be used. It's too far off the beaten track and the marked trails to be for your average visitor. The grass was not trodden down near it though, so it's not been used too much to share. We carried on and took a shortcut back to the car. 
I put the travel harness on the dog and I clip her in. I start the car and I slowly head back down the track to go out of the forest. I've got the windows down to enjoy the breeze and smile at my dog and watching her with her head out of the window. And all of a sudden, her head appears between the two front seats and she's staring at something ahead. Nothing I say or do will break her stare, so I begin to scan the track and the verge ahead for a person, a dog or a deer. I'm aware she has now stood up and is leaning forward as if to get a better look or to be in the front. I can't see anything out of place up the track ahead of us, but I do slow down to a crawl just in case something should run out in front of the car. All of a sudden she starts barking on full volume and this is not her greeting bark. It's so much more deeper and powerful. In between each bark she now growls and her top lip is curled back, she's showing her teeth. In the five years I've owned her, she has never, ever displayed this behaviour. I stop the car, I try to calm her down and reassure her that everything's okay. She does all she can to keep looking ahead. She's snarling and growling and deep, powerful barks. I like to think I know my dog well, but this unsettled me a little. I decided to carry on driving in the hope of passing whatever it was that was causing her to be agitated. But by now she's pulling against her harness and I have never heard the sound she's making before. I have also never seen her so agitated and focused on what she decided was a threat. I kept scanning the track ahead and verges but I just couldn't see anything out of the ordinary. As I'm driving, I try to keep an eye on her and try and see her turn and face whatever it is when we pass by. But I also have one eye on the track ahead. And for a moment, I considered turning the car around and leaving the forest via the long way out just to avoid whatever is the cause of this agitation. And then I see something. Up ahead, coming out of the verge of tall grasses and bracken and nettle, is something moving from the left to the right. Its movement looked fluid and deliberate. My first thought was that it was a vehicle of some type. But the idea is quickly dismissed. And how would it fit through the trees? What would it be? Before I can get a better look, it's crossed the track and I could no longer see it. I didn't get a chance to have a good look and see detail because of the distance and the speed it crossed the track. It was a grey, brown in colour, no sharp defined outline such as a vehicle. My mind's trying to match the image of what it could be. My dog's still growling and snarling and barking. And as we passed the spot where it crossed, I could see a parting of the branches and the grass, but not like a deer trail that's clearly defined. My dog's now facing the way the creature has gone. Her ackles are up, snarling and growling and deep barking and in a wide, defensive stance. She then faces out the rear, still barking, until we got onto the main road and head home. I still have no idea what crossed that path and upset the dog so much, but she has never acted this way before. I wondered if there were any strange sheep kills other than the ones mentioned by Sarah earlier on, and I wasn't disappointed actually when I looked. There was five sheep found dead in a field slaughter, and it says five sheep have died following a brutal attack on livestock near Thetford. Police received a call at 11.40 in the morning to farmland on Ovington Road off Clay Road following a report 
that two sheep had been found dead in the field. The farmer also found that three other sheep had sustained injuries so severe that they had to be put down by a vet. Inquiries by the police and the RSPCA indicate that the attack was possibly committed by an unknown animal. The Thetford Forest Park Creature Sighting, 2009. Myself and my friend had been camping the night before in one of the woodlands just a little way out of the forest. We got up early at first light, we packed up our gear and we were on the move just after sunrise. As we strolled along through the forest, my mate suddenly stopped and said, Can you see that? I looked over to where he was pointing and I saw something looking back at us across the clearing. It was just watching us. I would say it stood about seven foot tall and all I can describe it as is it was not of this world. I'm getting goosebumps while I'm writing this. We sort of calmly walked off at a very fast pace without looking back and to be honest, I sometimes get the creeps when I'm camping out at night when remembering that experience. Fire Road 23, a very nasty, low-throaty growl. On the 23rd of the 7th, 2019, a witness reported, I had a strange experience in Thetford Forest, Norfolk. I was with a group of people in a quiet part of the woods. We were walking on a darkened dirt track. Everything was fine at first, but when we reached a section of the path, there came a very nasty, low-throaty growl. The growl was far too heavy duty for any domestic dog. We were on a dirt road known as Forest Track 23. The track is split by two with the campsite road and we were at the very furthest north section of the woods which is about half a mile from St Helens campsite which just sits over the country border rail track kind of in Suffolk. And the Uvedal Baboon. This happened in 2011. A witness made a report on the 19th of May 2011 and he was a driver whose route ran through the forest. He reported seeing a hairy, light grey creature which was down on all fours, moving through the grass around 90 metres away from him. The driver could see the creature had forward-facing eyes, a long snout and upright ears on its head. The creature then stood on its hind legs and approached the driver and it was moving like an ape, before it then dropped down once again to all fours, and was last seen running off, peering over its shoulder as it left. So something is moving around out there and being seen. No matter where you are in Norfolk, there will be a strange shook story, held within the family. A bungay or a padfoot seen by a relative out in the lanes and farms and fields. Those stories have been coming in for generations. A driver seems a foaming wolf, 2006. A driver, on his way back from a cinema in Norwich, encountered a large black wolf eating a carcass along the road. The creature was described as standing around a metre at the withers with yellow eyes and black matted hair. The driver slowed and the wolf briefly looked up before continuing to eat. The witness continued home shaking. I wish you all a good night. Until next time.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.